This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Pentagon's F-35 program office recently announced an agreement with Lockheed Martin for the next batch of nearly 500 of the high-tech planes. The unit price will be under $80 million, and that's a record low. But my next guest argues the real cost for that next batch is quite a bit higher. Dan Grazier is military fellow at the Center for Defense Information at the Project on Government Oversight, and he joins me now. Dan, good to have you on. Hey, Tom. It's a pleasure to be with you. You have looked at the costing analysis done by, I guess, the negotiations between Lockheed and the Pentagon on this next batch, which I guess is over several years now. What did you find? As soon as I saw all the triumphant headlines about the the sub eighty million dollar F thirty fives, I immediately went to the DoD comptroller's website and pulled up the the budget documents just to see how those figures match. And right there for the for the line on the F thirty five for the 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 current lot, they're claiming costs uh, only eighty nine point two million dollars, but that doesn't include money that was spent in previous years to purchase long lead items for this current lot. And so even on the Air Force's own justification documents, it lists the gross weapon system unit cost for the F-35A at $101 million. So the figures that are being quoted in the press omit quite a bit. And uh, to be as charitable as possible, uh, those, those figures are deceptive. And what is the differential derived from? Some overhead costs that they're just assigning to the earlier models, or what are they doing there? Well, what they're they're doing, they're only counting the the money for that lot of for that particular lot of aircraft that comes out of that budget uh, for that year's budget. But that is not all of the. Uh, that does not account for the advanced year procurement uh, for, or the advanced procurement from previous years. So like, each year we spend, we spend money on uh, buying long lead items. So it's, it's different parts and tooling that's going to be needed in order to build next year's F-35. So that's money that's spent in the previous budget cycle. Um, f- but what the... Uh, what the Pentagon does in announcing these low budget figures, they don't include that money. So that's real money that was spent on those particular aircraft, but it was just spent in a previous budget year. Got it. So they really look at it as a sunk cost, then sink it. Right, exactly. And just in, in the current budget, I was looking for the next year's lot of aircraft. We have uh, the, the Air Force lists $655.5 million in advanced procurement. So for for the next lot of F-35s, uh, what they're claiming are going to cost uh, 82.4 million dollars. Uh, when you when you factor in that advanced year procurement, uh, those F-35s are really going to end up costing 96.05 million dollars per copy. And do any of these prices take in the life cycle cost, or it's simply the no. the exchange for delivery to the tarmac? No, no, they absolutely don't. These headline-grabbing figures, uh, in addition to leaving out the advanced procurement, they don't talk about things like initial spares, um, which is uh, like, which is a pretty significant cost just for this current lot. Uh, the the Air Force's documents list $401.08 million in initial spares costs. Uh, so there's that, uh, and, and then you factor in on top of that uh, about f- at least $5 million per year just in, in sustainment costs paid to Lockheed Martin to, uh, to fly these aircraft. 
and that's per aircraft, $5 million per aircraft. Uh, so the the costs go up very fast once you start looking at the budget documents and, and pulling all these figures and then dividing it out across the entire fleet. We're speaking with Dan Grazier, military fellow at the Center for Defense Information at the Project on Government Oversight. Now, Congress appropriates the money every year for the F-35 program, and presumably the Armed Services Committee is privy to those documents that you have on the budget. And so what's the real effect of announcing a price of 80 million or 77 million or 90 million and if in fact the real cost is 101 or 110 million the appropriators must know that and so what do you think the pentagon is trying to buy with a press release like that i think they're they're trying to provide political top cover for uh for the appropriators and for for members of congress so the the f-35 has deservedly gotten beat up over the last 20 years uh and one of the one of the easiest issues for for most people most people particularly voters to really kind of grab onto is the cost and so it makes people who are in charge of the program feel good to be able to announce that the prices are dropping and the prices are coming down but not coming down quite the way that that the Pentagon announces uh, so by by announcing these these uh, these dazzling prices, they're able to uh, kind of ease the pressure on themselves and on uh, on the on the people who have to vote for them in Congress. Yeah. So in other words, it's possible that Congress members know better, but they tout this figure to kind of give themselves a political fig leaf. Exactly. What about the price reductions that are supposed to happen over the years? I guess that's because of the learning curve. And in semiconductors, when you have a learning curve, it's because you go from producing 50 or 100 to producing millions. This is scaling from 10 or 12 to a couple of hundred, not nearly the order of magnitude that you get in those industries where the learning curve came to be. I think it started with Ford Motor and went from one Model T to, you know, 100,000 of them a year or whatever it was in those days. Does this type of program actually lend itself to learning curve reductions? It does, but only to a limited extent. Uh, and we have seen that. Uh, just doing my my back of the matchbook math, the, the cost for the F-35A from the current lot to the next lot is dropping about $4 million or so uh, per copy. So the costs the, the cost are coming down. The manufacturing costs are coming down. But the 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 amount of money that we're still going to have that we have yet to invest in this program moving forward uh, still has to be factored in. Uh, for example, we're now looking to looking to the future of the the modernization of the F-35 fleet, and the best figures that we have so far is that's going to cost just over the next couple of years uh, 10.5 billion dollars. And that's the announced figure before they even really start doing this. So with, uh, uh, with long experience looking at the Pentagon, that announced figure you can probably double it, and, and you'll probably be somewhere close to the real figure. So, and all of those costs are going to get wrapped up into, uh, have to get wrapped up into each aircraft as well. Going back, so far we've spent $55.5 billion on research and development. Now, if we... We do end up buying each one of the the 2,478 planned F-35s. That adds up to 22.5 uh, million dollars per aircraft. That's money that's just spent so far. 
we still have to modernize this fleet, which is really a euphemism for completing the development that should have been done already uh, in that $55.5 billion. So uh, there's still a lot of money to be, uh, to be spent on this program. All of that will get factored into each, uh, each aircraft. Uh, so the, the rosy figures that are cited are, uh, are only a, a precie of, of the, the true cost of this program. And we've been talking about the A version, which I guess is the simplest one. The B and C land and go straight up and down. What about the other variants? Just briefly give us what the prognostication is for that one. Well, again, well, all of those same factors as far as initial spares, modernization, the, the statement contracts, they all apply to the F-35 B and C. But if we're just talking about the, the procurement costs, uh, those, are, those are even more than the, than the F-35A. If, and, I, and I went through and I, and I pulled the budget documents from the comptroller's website, and an F-35C in this current lot costs uh, $125 million per copy. And the F-35B, the, the V-STAL variant for the, for the United States Marine Corps, costs $166 million per copy. So there's a lot of spending yet to come. And what about the performance? They're really not quite operational ready, except in the most rudimentary sense, are they? Correct. Right. We're still in the middle of the the initial operational test and evaluation uh, period. That was supposed to end. That was scheduled to end uh, right about now, but the the program has not completed a critical uh, verified simulation facility. It's called the the joint simulated uh, joint simulation environment that's needed to test the the most high end capabilities of the of the F-35, uh, and there's still the, the Pentagon's announced that they're at least a year away from completing that. So we have, uh, it'll be probably 2021 at the earliest before we uh, are able to find out if the F-35 can actually perform as advertised. So there's still a lot of ways, a uh, long way to go. Um, we're, uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the, the final uh, report uh, of the initial operational test and evaluation period just to see exactly what the, what the F-35 uh, can or can't do. Dan Grazier is Military Fellow at the Center for Defense Information at the Project on Government Oversight. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Tom. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.